The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Mindful of your health. Sponsored by Emergence Health Network. Hi, everyone. I'm Noreen Jaramillo, the host of your EHN Mindful of Your Health podcast. Thank you for being with us for another episode. Today, we're going to talk about Suicide Prevention Month, which is the month of September. But obviously, this is a very important topic that we want to make sure that we um, keep going um, throughout the the year, um, every day, every month, if we possibly can. So we have one of our EHN experts with us today. We have Veronica, who is one of our EHN crisis counselors. So Veronica, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for and having me. sharing some very important information that we need to make sure stays uh, on top of mind, you know, throughout the year. So suicide prevention. I, I want to start off with what is one of the most important messages that you want to make sure we, we get across today. Absolutely. One of the most important message that we want to deliver is that you're, you are not alone. You or your loved ones are not alone. It could be overwhelming, overwhelming feelings for the individual, for the family members, and Emergence is here to provide that support. A little known fact, uh, Noreen, and you stated, you know, time is of the essence. Um, did you know that from 2000 to 2021, suicide was responsible for about, increased 36%, I'm sorry, mm. 36%. Wow. And it was responsible for a little over um, 48,000 um, death, which wow. is, now this is the interesting fact, it's about one suicide per every 11 minutes. So it mm. is a very serious topic that must be addressed. Okay. So obviously we use the month of September to kind of put more awareness out there, make sure that we're talking about it. But again, this is something that we should be mindful of throughout the year. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Once uh, every 11 minutes, that's that's a heartbreaking statistic. That is uh, the facts derived from the CDC. Okay. When I saw that fact, it, it was... Mind-blowing. It was. Yeah. It was. So um, thank you wow. for um, bringing it you know, to our community, the awareness and the importance of it. Um, because one is one too many. Yeah. Well, let, let's get into some tangible, you know, tips and, and helpful information that we can share. How can we recognize when a loved one needs help or might be thinking uh, about doing something like this? That is an excellent question. Um, starting off with a behavioral change. They might start isolating. Okay. They might start talking about death might start making comments such as, oh, my family would be better off uh, without me. They might start thinking of purchasing um, a firearm or collecting some pills to maybe overdose on. Um, so behavioral changes, Some of those are some of uh, many signs that we need to look out for. Okay, D would you say, say that it's safe to say that um, as a loved one, you might recognize some of these behaviors, but you're like, no. Now, is that kind of the process too? Absolutely. And that is um, one of uh, the main concerns that we kind of avoid those signs. We, because it goes back to it's overwhelming feelings. No, it's not gonna happen. The signs are there. The signs are there and we must address them. Okay. Absolutely. And we should maybe take the, if the stigma wasn't associated with, it's better to have that conversation than 
not have it? Absolutely. Many of us believe that if we ask that question, if we explore their thoughts, their feelings, right. it's going to provoke them to do it. That is not true. It's quite the contrary. What they need is someone just to listen to them. Hear me, hear my pain, and let me process that pain with someone yeah. um, and validate their emotions. Allow them a safe place and praise them. Praise them for um, engaging you and allowing them to help uh, help them. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, that's important information because you're right. Uh, the first thing you would think is, oh, no, I, I don't even want to bring up the word. That's right. But that is you need to be very frank with them. A very, a very direct, okay. Very, but in a very gentle Supported. way. Because remember, being mindful of how they're feeling and how they're feeling, they might be feeling hopelessness, okay. sad, lonely. So we want to go in it uh, in a very gentle, soft way, but direct, and asking them questions such as. Okay, I was going to say, can you give us okay. an example of of how would we approach that? Absolutely, it's as simple as: Are you thinking of um, ending your life? Are you thinking of suicide? Are you thinking of harming yourself? Are you thinking of going and getting a gun? You know, it, it, it is necessary. We need to understand and make sure what they are thinking and how we can help them. And then we could also let them know, you know, I know it's not easy. I know you're in pain, and um, but I'm here to support you. What can I do for you? and then also appreciate how uh, courageous they are for opening up. So as you were you were saying that to me, and you, you found the courage to ask someone, are, are you thinking of killing yourself? And they're courageous enough to say, yes. What is your follow-up question? Immediately get help, immediately. Thank you. I think the first, um, let me answer Response. that question. So, if they say yes, thank them. Thank them for being courageous and engaging you. And then let them know, don't ever leave them alone. Okay. And then seek help. You could call 911. Mm -hmm. You could our crisis our facility, crisis right? Mm -hmm. Our hotline. Um, there's the national um, hotline as well. Mm -hmm. Seek help, but do not leave them alone. Okay. Do not leave them alone. We, we talked about our, our crisis uh, hotline number, which by the way is 915-779-1800, um, or you could just simply dial 988. But we can, like if I have a concern for someone and I'm worried about them, I could also use that hotline to talk to one of our professionals. Uh, and they can give you guidance on what you're talking about right now. This is what you're going to want to do. This is what you're not going to want to do. They're going to assess whether we need to get them immediate attention or let's just get them into services. So uh, that's, that's a resource for our community that I think we need to share, that it's not just for an individual who might be contemplating something right then, but it's for loved ones to call and say, I'm concerned about this individual and they're basically going to get the information that you're sharing. So I wanted to make sure that we, we got that across. Um, so let's, let's go on to something here. Um, what should we avoid saying during a time like this? We should avoid if they come to you okay. and they're telling you, I'm thinking about ending my life, avoid statements such as, Oh, uh, get over it. It's going to be better. 
Um, there's other individuals who have it worse than you. Mm. Minimizing, minimizing their feelings. That's what we need to avoid, comments such as that. Okay, so that can be way more detrimental. And again, you don't know what to say, right? But hopefully, I mean, thankfully, you're giving us some suggestions on, on what we should say as opposed to, to those comments that we think are helpful, but they're really not. They're not. They are not because we are not validating their feelings. We're um, minimizing that and it can make it worse for them. And it's as simple as saying, I'm here. How, how may I help you? Okay. That's okay. it. How may I help you? Okay. And how I want to talk about adults and maybe there is no difference, but adults versus teens. Um, do we take this approach differently? No. Okay. It's the same. It's the same. It's once again, just um, validating their emotions and listening to them. Just listen. That's perhaps what they just need right now. They have all these thoughts in their head and there's a lot of clutter. And because of that clutter, they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So all they're thinking of, let me just end it. When you come around and say, I'm here for you, that gives them the opportunity to let me just get it out. We don't need to go into advice mode. We don't need to go into comment mode. Just, I'm here. Let me listen to what you have to say mm -hmm. and validate those feelings. I can see it's very challenging for you right now. If I was in your shoes, I too would be a little bit overwhelmed. Okay. Okay. I like that, Veronica. This is good, good information. Um, often the, the uh, conversation you know, about suicide prevention is about being that lifeline that we're talking yes. about, right? Uh, and being that difference in the conversation. Uh, but it's gotta be a little scary to start that conversation, right? Uh, but it can really make a difference. What though can you do if you need help like immediately? You know, they're in that crisis mode where something is, 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 is developing right now. What's the advice then? I would say at that moment in time, call 911 immediately. If, I mean, it's already escalated, um, let's call 911. Let's get um, help immediately. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that would be my recommendation. Okay. And I also want to take some time to share that um, EHN and here in El Paso, we mm -hmm. have a uh, partnership with El Paso Police Department. Correct. So when you do call, and if you have to, and you're ever in a situation where you have to call 911, make sure they know that, you know, so-and-so is suicidal this is happening now because they will do their very best to deploy one of our EHN professionals with police to make sure that that situation is handled correctly. That is correct, Noreen. Um, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, we are in partnership with the police department. Our crisis specialist um, will assist um, them as well um, to, to provide that uh, help that both the loved one and the individual needs and to try to de-escalate the situation immediately. Okay, so you guys are, are trained in that, um, you know, uh, technique, I don't know what the, the correct word is, but to help with de-escalation first. Exactly, okay. so the specialist, the crisis specialist at um, Emergence, we are trained. Okay. We get extensive training to be able to de-escalate the situation in partnership, once again, with um, the police department. Okay, perfect. Absolutely. Okay, uh, okay so let's go ahead and um, talk about uh, a related topic, okay. which is suicide survivor. Okay. Uh, tell us what this is and why is it important for these individuals or survivors 
to also be on our radar that we need to take care of them. So a suicide survivor is a loved one of an individual who unfortunately passed away due to suicide. Why do we keep them on our radar? Because um, it's not easy when someone loses an individual, um, especially due to suicide, they are overwhelmed with a lot of emotions, one being guilt. And we need to also um, make sure that they are okay and they receive the services that they also need. Okay, so let's talk about that. What are some of the emotions? You talked about the emotions on top of their grief, right, which compounds everything. So what should we, let's start with avoid saying to these individuals. To the survivors, oh, they are in a better place. Um, you need to be strong for your other children. Um, comments such as that. Once again, similar to, similar to the, yeah. um, the individual who was thinking about suicide. Okay. Um, try to refrain from those kind of comments I think intention is meant well, right. but it's not at all received that way. And it goes back to the same thing. It's just listen to them. Okay. And um, How could you start a conversation with a survivor? I am so sorry for your loss. How may I help you? Something as simple as that. Something as simple as that. I'm here for you. I know it's not easy. I, I, I can't even imagine what you're going through. So I'm not even going to try. Okay. But what I do know is that that pain is very deep and, and, and challenging. So what can I do for you? Tell me, what can I do for you? Okay. Just be genuine. Genuine and give them that support. Okay. And knowing that someone is there is, is, is that difference we were talking about, correct? That's it. That's all they need. Okay. We don't have to complicate it. It is, I'm gonna give you an acronym that I came across. It's um, VAR, V-A-R. Okay. V stands for validate their emotions. Okay. Validate, validate. They might be going through, and you, uh, you mentioned what are those emotions, yeah. right? Well, some of those emotions are on top of the, the, the grief is intense anger. Intense anger. It could also be that they're um, divorced from the memory of the loved ones. Okay. Because it's the loved one that seems to have taken that this choice. choice, right? They feel maybe blamed because of the stigma, you know, judged. Yeah. Your loved one did this, this to them. How dare they, you know? So they're on top of the grief, a lot more emotions. So validate, validate. They might be angry at whoever, just let them process that. Okay. And then IA stands for appreciate them okay. for once again, being courageous and experiencing their emotions and talking to you okay. and getting it out because that wasn't easy for them. Okay. And then R stands for let's refer them. Okay. Let's Bar. refer them to um, a service so that they get, get the help from a professional. Okay. Bar. Now you said, well, we're on this topic. EHN actually provides um, some services specific to suicide survivors, correct? Can you tell us about yes. that? Yes. Okay. Um, so the last Tuesday of every month um, at our crisis facility on Yandel, okay. from 6 to 7.30, uh, we have a survivor, um, suicide survivor group. And the purpose of this is for, once again, the loved ones of an individual 
who has lost um, due to suicide. Okay. So we meet on Yandel and we just come together and let's share our story. Let's, you know, come together, process are our a lot are, are people uh, uh, apprehensive to, to, to reaching out in that setting? It's got, it, it's got mm -hmm. to be really helpful though, correct? It is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Most recently we received um, a couple of individuals who have come in. Um, I have facilitated um, the group I'm actually in charge of the group, and we've seen where there was nobody coming in to now we're starting to see individuals come in. And it, at the end of the group, I'll ask them, did this help, right, to, to kind of assess how is it working, is it not, what do we need to change, what are their needs, are we okay. meeting their needs? And bottom line, they're all of them, and they'll say it helped. And it's help Good. is simply because they're talking, they're getting it out, they're being validated, any and every emotion, and they're not being judged. But they're in a safe place. They are in a safe place okay. with a professional. Got it. Because it could it could also become too overwhelming, right? And so that's why we want you to seek um, the help of a professional. Because if once you start processing, if it becomes a little bit overwhelming, yeah. we as professionals know exactly we have techniques to help de-escalate at that moment in time as well. Okay, and even how to recognize it, right? And even how to okay. exactly. Okay, so. Um, one more time, is there anything that we missed that we want to make sure that, that we get across uh, uh, on this very, very important topic? I think you touched on every important point, Maureen, so I appreciate that. Um, once again, we cannot stress enough that you are not alone. You will never be alone with emergence. We are here for you, your loved one. Um, we, um, You could come on Tuesday, the last Tuesday of every month to the group. Um, the hotline, as Noreen stated, call our 1-800, um, our hotline or facility if you feel you know you need help for an evaluation and we can make a determination uh, what is the best um, thing for you based on your needs. Um, and once again, I please uh, remember that acronym, VAR. Validate their emotions. Just validate and just attentively listen to them. There's no need to go into problem solving or advice mode. They don't need that. And thank them. Thank them for being so courageous and opening That's up. That's the appreciation. That's the appreciation. And then lastly is refer. Re uh, refer. Refer them to the professional. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank Bronco. you. We, we appreciate the, the very, very helpful information. All this information, by the way, is also on our website, which is emergencehealthnetwork.org. If you do need someone, uh, right away, 988 or 779-1800 uh, or the facility that you were talking about that is open 24-7 for individuals needing immediate help That's is correct. at uh, 1601. East Yandale. Yandale. East Yandale. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you. Hopefully this information was helpful. Um, we'll see you next time. We are Emergence Health Network, caring for our community for more than 55 years. Our mental health professionals provide trauma-informed care through our 24-hour crisis services, children and adult outpatient clinics, substance use treatment programs, assistance for our military, and programs to help individuals with developmental disabilities. Through community collaborations, we have also worked to expand behavioral health access in our schools and on our streets. At EHN, we are committed to your mental well-being. This is us, working for you.
Thank you for letting us be mindful of your health. Brought to you by Emergence Health Network. We'll see you next time. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.